Hi, this is Tony Allen with Signet4713.com, Audio Gospel Way. Today's episode is titled, Dwelling Place. Now, to dwell is to live somewhere, abode, or take residency. In the spiritual realm, we are to take residency in the Word of God. This is our dwelling place, or this should be your daily dwelling place. All right. The first reading is going to come from John 15, verses 1 through 8, as it is written. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Excuse me. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me, period. Now, let's stop right there for a second, because I want to get you, give you a visual of what Jesus is explaining. Now, <clears throat> we all see trees when we go outside. Or you may have some trees in your house. All right. But my point is, when you see a tree and if you approach that tree and you break that branch. All right. You break the branch to where it is not able to sustain itself as it was before it was broken. The very next day, you will start to see the leaves on that branch start to change now it doesn't happen uh, overnight but eventually that branch becomes dead because there's no life flowing through it at this point it's broken all right it has been broken off the tree all right its limb has been broken in this case jesus saying he's the true vine the father's the vine dresser and we are the branches all right. So when we break free away from the word, the life of Jesus is not flowing through us like it should be. All right. So this is what this is the point he's trying to make. If you want to be fruitful in this life, you must stay attached to the vine, which is Jesus, the true vine. All right. Now, verse five, I am the vine. You are the branches, period. That's just cut and dry. I am the vine. You are the branches, period. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. All right. Now, what he's saying here, you may be able to do some things outside of his will, which will not sustain itself. All right. But what he's saying, if you want to be fruitful in the will that in purpose that the father has for your life, you must uh, be attached to the vine, the true vine, which is Jesus. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. You won't be fruitful. In the eyes of God. Now, like I said, the world may see some things you do, but it's not the will that the Father has for you. All right? You may bear fruit in some other way, which is not a part of his plan and purpose for your life, which will not sustain itself. 
over a period of time, it will diminish. But Jesus saying, if you abide in me and I in him, bears much fruit for without me, you can do nothing. All right. Verse six. Now watch this. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Now, I used to read this passage so many times over, over the years. And, you know, I drew conclusions that, okay, if we're not a, a, a part of Jesus, if, we, if we're broken off, we are burned in the fire. Was, is he saying, are we going to hell? Now, if you totally denounce Jesus and walk away from him and allow the world to, world's ways to counsel you, that will be the end result. But in this particular passage, he's not saying that. What he's saying, life's issues and life's problems will become your problems. Now watch this. The world's influence of godly counsel will get you into hot water by leading you into the path of destruction. All right, now watch this. This is the branch that's cast out. All right, now watch this. Ungodly counsel will steal your wealth. It will burn you with all kinds of legal costs to regain your freedom, to cast out in this regard, and they gather them equals accessories to the charges. All right? And they gather them and throw them to the fire. Okay, you didn't commit any law unlawful act, but you were in the grouping. In other words, you stepped away from what you knew as truth and followed what the world was telling you to do and found yourself in hot water, all right? You, you burned along with the rest of them, even if you didn't know it. You are an accessory to that charge. Even if you didn't f physically commit the sin, you are an accessory to that charge. You have been singled out and implicated. All right. So this is what there's Jesus saying. They are cast out and they are withered. Now, this is listening to the ungodly counsel. All right. It will get you into hot water. All right. This is where he's saying they are gathered. They gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. All right. Now, this is talking about when you're not attached to the branch and you're listening to ungodly counsel. If you are in a group setting with someone who does something illegal. Even if you didn't do it, they're going to gather you too. And they're going to throw you in that same fire. And you're going to catch the same burnings. All right. <laughs> it's it just as simple as that. All right. This is what Jesus is trying to explain to us. So stay on the vine. Stay on the vine is what he's saying. When you get, when you, when you break off of what I'm teaching you and following me, you're going to find yourself in hot water and you're going to get burned. All right. Now watch this. Verse seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. All right. Now you got to keep what you have read, have read and keep it in your heart. That good incorruptible seed and keep it with patience. All right. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. That means that word abide means to stay, all right, to live somewhere, to remain or continue, all right. If Jesus' words abides in you is what he's saying. You will ask what you desire 
and it shall be done for you. Now, there's a condition to that. My words must abide in you. Jesus' words, the word of God, must abide in you. Now, abide means to stay. You can't read the word of God and not meditate on it and speak it and keep it in your heart. That's abiding, all right? That's keeping the word in your heart, all right? When you walk away from the word, the world's counsel will bombard your mind, all right? And it will become your dwelling place, all right? So you're going to have to make a choice. Where are you going to dwell? In other words, where is your mind? Where your mind is going to stay, all right? Is it going to stay with the word? Or you're going to be a broken branch and branch off into the world's way of thinking and allow the world to counsel you. Now, the world doesn't have to physically say your name. All it needs is your attention. All right. That means watching things that you shouldn't be watching, going to places you shouldn't be going, hanging around people you shouldn't be around. This is where you get broke off from the branch. You know, when they saying things that aren't scripture. That aren't uh, the word of God and you are listening and following and your mind is dwelling there. All right. You got to figure out where are you going to dwell? Where is your dwelling place? You got to make a choice where you want to dwell. What you going to allow your mind to be consumed with? All right. Are you going to commit to the word? Are you going to commit to reading the word? Are you going to commit to receiving the word in your heart? Are you going to commit to that? Now, when you receive it, you must keep it. All right. That's what Jesus is saying. If you abide in me. All right. That means the word of God and my words abide in you. That means Jesus is now inside of you. All right. So whatever Jesus asked for, we are in Christ. What what you will ask, what you will desire, it shall be done for you. This is what he's saying. All right. Because Jesus is residing there. The father is not going to deny the son. And if we are in Christ, he's not going to deny us. All right. Now, here's the thing. Verse eight. By this. My father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. All right. This glorifies the father. Now, this is going back to uh, uh, Second Chronicles 16. Verse 9, the father travels the earth. He goes to and fro seeking who he can find himself strong so he can do things for us. All right. So he can work through us. He goes to and fro the whole earth seeking someone, anyone. He's talking the whole earth now. There's billions of people seeking someone. He can find himself. That means the word planted in your heart. That's that's the strength he's looking at. He's not looking at how he can physically bless you in anything like that. He wants to work through you. All right. But he can't work through an empty heart. All right. He's he's seeking where what what what's dwelling in your mind and what's dwelling in your heart. All right. This is why this this. This message is dwelling place, all right? Now, watch this. 
in Psalms 91. Now, this is a very powerful uh, verses of the word. There's so many promises here. And, and it's, it's conditional. All right. It's, it's conditional. We read these things and we read them without giving it thought and, and, and thinking and meditating on what the Father is saying to us. All right. Watch this. He who dwells, that means who resides, who stays in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide, shall stay, shall remain under the shadow of the Almighty. Now watch this, verse 2. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. Now, why are you saying that? Because you're residing, you're staying in the Word. I mean, that's become a part of your thinking. That's your dwelling place, all right? So, when you have the Word only in your mind and you're not being bombarded by all the negative, ungodly and, uh, counsel and influences, you will say these things. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him I will trust. Now watch this. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Now, like I said, it's conditioned to where you're dwelling. What are you thinking on? What are you marinating in your mind? All right. What are you meditating on? All right. What is in your heart and stays in your heart? All right, you, you got to read the word and keep it. All right, you got to meditate. You can't break away from the word. You will be a branch that withers. And when it withers, they will cast you up. All right, you're going to follow some ungodly counsel and they're going to cast you into that same pot of fire that, that, that everybody else is getting cooked in from doing something that they shouldn't have done because they didn't know the truth and they listened to the lie. All right, let's go back to script. Verse 3, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. All right, that's these viruses that's out there. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. All right, his truth shall be your shield and buckler. Verse 5, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor by the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look. And see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. That means your mind is stayed on the Word of God. All right, Your mind is stayed on Jesus. Even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. All right, now, 
lot of times we think, okay, it's not coming near our dwelling. It's not coming near our house. It's not coming near our job. That does apply. But what he's saying is where your mind stays. All right. Even the most high, your dwelling place, you're in, you're thinking about the word of God. You're meditating on the word of God. No evil shall be, befall you because the word conquers all. Jesus is the word. All right. God is the word. All right. So, so none of these things can touch you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Where is your mind? Where your mind stays? Nothing is going to come near you. Right. Wherever you go, nothing's going to come near you. This is what this promise is saying. All right. He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Now, this is another promise. Now, watch this. When you become committed and the father sees that you are being serious and following what he is saying and receiving his words freely in your heart and keeping it all right where your mind stays that's dwelling that's your dwelling place all right he shall give his angels charge over you why because he wants you to stay there he wants to keep you in all your ways that walk you're walking in now he wants to keep you there he don't want you uh, being derailed by the world that's the world's and the enemy's objective to keep your mind away from the word of God. Now, if your mind is not dwelling on the world, I mean the word, excuse me, it will be dwelling on the world and what the world is saying and what's going on in the world. These are going to be your thoughts. All right. So when trouble finds you, which it will, when trouble finds you, what do you have to sustain you in that trouble? All right. You, if you're only walking according to the world, you are broken. You're a broken branch. You, you don't have that word flowing through you like it should be because you made a choice. You made a choice somewhere in your life that you don't need God, that you don't need the word somewhere down the line. Or you just decided, I don't believe what it says. These are choices. But we are here to tell you. That is one of the biggest lies of the enemy. He's here to steal, kill, and destroy your life, period. He don't want you dwelling on the word. He wants your mind consumed with this worldly stuff, all right? And, and when you consume there, you, you he knows that you don't have the life of Jesus flowing in you. You might have said, I believe in Jesus. Well, fine, the enemy does too. What separates you from him? It's where you dwell. It's where you consume your thoughts. All right. What's being, what are your eyes looking at? What are you saying out of your mouth? What's in your heart? This is where the father finds himself strong. All right. So he can use you for his glory. We are here. We've been purchased and bought by the father through his son's blood. All right. We've been purchased. We don't belong to ourselves. All right, so you're making a choice that, okay, I don't belong to myself, but I don't want to listen to what the Father says. You're going to find yourself in some hot water. Trouble will find you. And what do you have as a shield? What protection do you going to, you're going to rely on somebody that's ungodly, that doesn't have the word to tell you something that's going to get you in a further 
a hole that you're in in a deeper pit you have to have the word in your heart and in your mind this should be your dwelling place all right he who dwells there is what these are the promise that comes with it you can't lose you cannot lose with the word you got to have that word each one of us individually must have that word inside of heart in our hearts all right so these promises can become your promises but it's a condition where is your mind in your heart where are you setting your love uh upon all right is it more for the world or is it for the word of god and jesus and what he has done for you all right now watch this verse 12 in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. We're talking about the angels taking charge again. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. Now, in the physical, this, you know, okay, I'm supposed to take on a lion and a cobra? No, not in the physical. In the spiritual, watch this. For he shall give his angels charge over you. To keep you in all your ways. So it's the angels that's with you. This is how you, you, you destroy all this stuff. The, long, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. He's bringing his angels down to fight your battles. This is what he's saying. Now watch this. Verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Verse 15. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Now watch this now. Trouble will find you. Each one of us, even though you're not looking for it, trouble will find you. Now watch this. When it does, this is what this verse is saying. He shall call upon me. He or she shall call upon me and I will answer him or her. I will be with him or her in trouble. I will deliver him or her and honor him or her. With long life, I will satisfy him or her and show him or her my salvation. All right. Just stand and watch the salvation of the Lord. Watch what he does for you. When you are in the dwelling place of the word of God, when your mind stays there, to dwell is to stay, to reside, to hang around. All right. Stand in that that good word, that good incorruptible seed and, and consuming that and keeping it in your heart. Now, watch this. I'm going to go to uh, let's go to Luke chapter eight. Verses 14 through 15. This is the New King James Version. All right, now watch this. Now the ones that fell among thorns. Now, key thing, fell. All right, that means you, you broke off of that vine. All right, you, you, you're not attached to the vine at this point. The ones that decided, okay, I've heard the truth, but I still want to follow this. The ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, watch this, go out. That means you have left the truth. Go out and are choked with the cares 
riches and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. It goes back to what I said earlier. You may do some things outside of the will of God, but it will not sustain itself. It will not mature. It will dissipate at some point. It's not going to sustain you or your life. Now watch this. But the ones that fell on good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it, keep it, and bear fruit with patience. Now that word patience means with faith. That means when you know that you receive the word and you keep it, you're going to expect fruit to come from that. There is no other uh, explanation but that. When you plant the good seed in your heart, in a noble heart, and keep it, it will bear fruit, but you must be patient. It's not an overnight thing. Now, God can do some things for you overnight if he so chooses. But his way is reaping, or excuse me, sowing and reaping. There is time in between. There is time between, but that's where the patience must kick in. That's where your faith, you must believe that when he says he will do it for you, you got to believe and expect that, all right? Just as if you would physically plant a seed in the soil, you expect whatever plant at some point to start producing itself from that soil along with its fruit if it's some type of fruit plant all right now back to the topic dwelling place where is your mind what's consuming your thoughts because this is the challenge for each and every one of God's children make a choice on where you want to dwell and who are you dwelling around what are you, what's consuming your thoughts? What's entering into your eyes? What's going into, inside your ears? And what are you receiving and keeping? All right. So the word of God is life. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is life. Everything else will lead you to sin, which equals death. Separation from God. Amen. And God bless.